Today on Media Litter Sandwich, we talk about hackathons, startup buses. So, yeah, does anyone want to get on the bus and have a business in three days? With you? Well, maybe. <laughs> Welcome to Media Layer Sandwich, where media creators talk about the world around creating media, including networking, which we'll be kind of talking about today and a couple other uh, off type things. Um, I'm Toden from Toden.com and of course, YouTube.com slash Toden K. With me is William from AllAboutWilliam.com. Joining us is, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jay and I'm uh, with the Startup Bus. Okay, what is Startup Bus? So it's kind of this thing where a hackathon meets a bus ride meets entrepreneurship. Uh, the idea is we take total strangers who've never met each other, we throw them on a bus, and, you know, they... Real world! <laughs> oh, so, so, sorry, I'm from the MTV generation. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, no, right? It <laughs> almost could be a sitcom. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, you throw them on a bus, they pitch ideas for the first hour, they organically form teams, and they build them into businesses with a launch and users by the end of 72 hours. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of like a really super high-level view of what the startup bus is. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit for those that uh, totally missed the bus. Um, <laughs> The puns are flowing. They're they're rolling. They're definitely rolling today. I like it. Um, so seventy two hours. So it's a weekend competition. Uh well, kind of. So it can go through the week. So this week or this year, excuse me, it's going through Friday. Starting on Friday, yes, and ending on a Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's a really short time span uh, uh, competition where you get all the participants on a bus, and that's one team on the bus, or is it multiple teams so, on the bus? like I said, everyone pitches an idea, and then some people are going to go, and they'll choose to pitch ideas that they themselves don't truly believe in, because they're really focused on finding the other people with ideas that they do believe in, and then they want right. to work on those ones. Uh, and so usually teams are anywhere from two to five people large, and there are about 15 to 25 people on a bus. Bus, so you can get anywhere from like five to ten teams on a single bus. Very cool. So you're competing against each other while you're on this bus. Yes. And what are you competing with? Like, like what? What's the competition? So it's a hackathon, and I don't know if anyone necessarily knows, like listening, what a hackathon is. But the idea is that you come up with an idea, and usually it's a software-driven idea. Although there have been physical products to come off of the bus as well, um, and. You know, you're competing to build the best business off of that idea. So whether it's some really cool social media idea or whether it's some really cool insert the blank, whatever it is, you want to build it and you're competing to build it the best and have the most business viability by the end of 72 hours. It's an, entrepreneur, it's an entrepreneurship competition. Yeah, except it's like hackathon format because very rarely, like if you look at an incubator, they don't mm -hmm. really say, all right, you've got a week and now you've got to build this thing. Like they don't do that, right? So with a hackathon format, that means you're actually building something, some mm -hmm. kind of demo, some kind of, of, of alpha or beta thing. So with the startup bus specifically, we actually have a requirement. So when you get this year, we end in New Orleans, right? Okay. You get to New Orleans and we just say, all right, you're done. Not really. No, there's actually a whole pitch competition, but to, in order to be eligible to pitch you have to launch 
And that means you have to actually have your product in the hands of like, you know, your actual end users or customers or what have you. So it's more than just build a prototype, it's build a finished product. And whether you experience great success or great mm -hmm. failure, you have to release it to be eligible to pitch. Okay. So, all right, let me, let me, let me, let me walk through here and hopefully I won't miss the stop. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, It'll never end today. <laughs> no, like no, it. no, we're, no, we're, we're going to stay on time. We'll just be a little late. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, okay, so you have a bus, you get... 15 to 20 people they're programmers uh they have or they have different uh um different skill sets usually in the realm of it or software development yeah so there are three big personalities we look for okay. on the bus uh there's one we call a hustler the hustler mm -hmm. is somebody who can go and make business deals happen. Maybe they're hyper-connected and they know people in various industries or what have you, and they can make those connections happen. Then you have your designers. Those are the kinds of folks who are very meticulous about the way things look and feel. They usually have user experience backgrounds as well as graphic design or audio or what have you. And then finally, you have your hackers, and they're the people who say, okay, well, we have to actually build like the back end that supports this, or we have to even build the front end that uses what our designer created or you know what and hack's you. not a bad word they're not they're, they're not actually hacking to like hey they're kind of doing something similar let me go see what their codes are right no 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 so they're not like it's not like i'm going to the pentagon and trying to hack into the government or do something like that no hacking in would this you case, like to play a game yeah right no, yeah no it's more to the effect of you know like how do i hack this thing together how do i like mm -hmm. it's very much like jerry rigging Except we're saying hacking. Right. Wow. Okay. You know. I, I don't know why, but I kind of want a Whopper now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so not sure oh, I understand that one. The, the, the name of the supercomputer from, from the, it was called the Whopper. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. War Games. Oh, so, yeah. Games. I, totally I, right. That yeah. one went over my head. Wow. Yeah. We both missed yeah, the, the burger. That's that okay, because our logo actually looks like a burger, so. Oh, Ooh. there we go. Huh, there's that. <laughs> We're going to have somebody in the comments going, wow, he actually knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got these personalities together, and they have to create a product, mm -hmm. uh, and they actually have some kind of uh, launch, even if it's a soft launch. Mm -hmm. uh, Wow, within within three three to five days usually. Well, three days because three days. the fourth day you're in a pitch competition. You're in the competition, so and within three days. Yeah, that's intense. Wild. I used to do forty eight hour competitions for video, uh, where Friday night at seven o'clock you're given a genre, line of dialogue, a prop, you know, whatever. You have to finish. Uh, a four to eight minute movie, meaning Ooh, wow. write it out, act, edit, everything on DVD by seven o'clock on, on DVD. Sunday. Wow, okay. Yes. So uh, now production. they might change the rules now that not everyone has a D DVD writable. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's kind of weird how that is. Yeah, now those shifted. rules change a little bit where it doesn't have to be on DVD, but a lot of times you'll end up having them screened like a month down the road. So now I'm going to say this. Like, imagine, so that's like essentially what a hackathon is, yeah, right? Like, the you have 48 hours, you're all on a bus. Pre-producing because oh. we we'll spend like I'll spend two or three you know Williams helped yeah, me out on one of these 
yeah, he might have threatened my life on one or two. Um, just a one. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we'll actually, you know, because we get our team together mm-hmm. and we'll spend like two months just pre-production. We don't know what we're well, you know, we don't know what we're doing per se, but we get all our actors like, hey, mm. it's know, so when we're writing, we already know where our locations, we know what locations we have and what actors we have and we're able to write to fit. You don't even have that. No, you don't. And you have to imagine like all of the challenges you normally face in mm-hmm. these kind of really intense time intensive uh, competitions. You're now doing that on a bus where, yeah. you know, like. You don't know. Maybe the internet goes out. Maybe you're going through a rural area and it just doesn't work out that way. Oh, man. Maybe, like, you know, maybe you get motion sick. <laughs> like, there oh, are wow. so many things that could go wrong, right? Which is kind of incredible because what you find with the bus is that everybody rides, right? And they're kind of doing their thing. And people set expectations for themselves. And they're put in a situation where there's so many things that are pit against them, and they still rise to those expectations. Yeah, I fall asleep beyond those. If, if I'm in a car and I'm not driving, I'm asleep. <laughs> so, so I'd literally be the guy where you go, "Hey, hey, you, hey, what do you think about this? I don't know, 42." Yeah, you know, right. That's, that's, <laughs> and you wake up later, like, "What the hell did you do? You said 42. I was joking. Yeah. Well, it worked." Oh, shit, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that that sounds... And you've done this before. Yeah, I have. So for me, um, I rode Startup Bus Silicon Valley last year, um, and it was wild because you just have no idea what was going to get thrown at you. Last year, uh, we were supposed to get on the bus, and like a technical failure we got warned of like the day before happened. And so we didn't have a bus in New, like in San Francisco anymore. And they literally, like the organization, flew us out overnight to merge with another bus, right? <laughs> and it was just like this wild thing. But it's kind of like the whole premise of it is that you have to be able to pivot and adapt and roll. And people who think they're bad at it actually find how good they actually are when push comes to shove. Everyone on the left side of the bus, look at those people on the right side of the bus. They just joined us. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't let them have your snacks. They are the enemy. No, yeah. Just look at them. They're all with their luggage and their fancy baggage tags from from Delta. Yeah. <laughs> they were able to afford Delta. <laughs> we're now passing the only thing you'll see for the next hour. And it's on their side. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, though. Well, it's really cool. You know, you're saying you're now passing the only thing you'll see. Uh, And, like, what's Mm -hmm. funny to me about that comment is that it almost associates a location with where you're going. (laughs) Like, you have to understand, like, you ride the bus and you're so focused on the hack, right? Like, you're so focused on building this thing up, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, if you're the hustler, you're focused on making business deals or whatever, right? You have no idea where you're at. So I'm going to tell like a pretty funny story. At least I think it's funny. Maybe mm-hmm. we're going to get a ton of dislikes in the comments we'll find and out. stuff. <laughs> so no, so it was really funny because, you know, we're on day three of the bus. It's grueling difficult. Like it is so challenging. We're discovering all these things with our product that we need to change. We're pivoting. We're doing all this junk. And I got sick. 
right? So I'm feeling miserable and like all this stuff's going on. My, you know, sore throat, everything. And I'm also our lead pitcher and we stop at a grocery store. And I'm like, cool, I can go in and get some quality of life things like water and maybe some cough drops. So I go in, I pick up my cough drops, I pick up the water, I get I get to, oops, I get to the uh, cashier and I'm making small talk with them. And then without dropping like a beat, I just realized I had no idea where I was in the United States, <laughs> you know? So I look at him and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, just really quick, what state are we in? And this face, <laughs> like I get this guy who's like, <laughs> clearly doesn't get paid enough to deal with people like me, right? And he just looks at me like, what is wrong with you, right? So he goes, well, that depends. What state are you in? And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Turns out it was Mississippi, but, <laughs> you know. It's wild. You literally right. lose all sense of location because you're like so yeah. focused. You're not yeah. only lost in your work, so you don't know what time it is. And you probably got all the curtains on the bus drawn, mm. so you're not paying attention. Well, we can't do the curtains. So, like, you quickly learn mm -hmm. that the windows become, like... Your only light source? Not just your only light source, but, like, your only real estate to do things where you need to write or do what, like whatever. So like okay. at the beginning of the bus, the windows are empty. Everything's cool, whatever. End of the bus, you have like poster boards all up there, duct taped on. You've got like tons of post-it notes that are up there. You've got all this stuff kind of going on because you need to put things Bigger down. Bigger feedy, toad frames. was here. Toad, yeah. toad spelled with an anarchist A. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously though, like you're just covering this whole thing and then probably, you know, people driving by Think it's like a hostage bus. I don't know. You see bloody, you see bloody handprints on the window. No, they like just see a startup bus logo on the side, and they're like, "Man, I wonder if those people are okay." Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. We need to get on the startup bus. Just do the handprints on the back. Oh man! So a bunch of strangers thrown together. Come up with a business thing and a and and a prop or and you know and a usable. Item. Right, so a lot of them are software products. Like, mm -hmm. they're things like applications. Our idea last year, I remember when I pitched it, it was really funny. I was like, you know, we swipe through all of our friends on Facebook. We swipe through potential lovers on Tinder, but we never actually, like, swipe through the places we want to go with our friends. And everyone has this huge oh, yeah. difficulty of picking where they want to go. Where do you want to eat? Or what do you, you know, I don't know. Well, what do you feel like tonight? Food? Well, no, at least we got that far. Everyone okay. thinks of that gif of like from the notebook where he's like, where do you want to go for dinner? And she's like, it's not that simple. Like, <laughs> you know? So we were like trying to solve that problem, right? And, uh, you know, like that's a software product. And at first we thought it'd be an app and then we turned it into a chat bot and like, you never know how your right. idea is going to I'd pivot. love to see a tender of that. Oh, McDonald's. Nope. 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 Oh, look at that Chinese food. Gonna go look at the profile. <laughs> oh no, that sauce is orange. I, I, I don't like the orange sauce on my, on my chicken. But that's exactly <laughs> it though. Like, you know, and Swipe you don't want to have a conversation with your friend about it. Cause then you feel coerced or convinced to go somewhere. You want to go somewhere that you naturally match on wanting to go to. You see what I mean? Like, like I don't want to talk to you about it. I want to just like so know that, that hey, we both liked this place. I, I think go. I think you just actually had a product there. <laughs> you know. So yeah, and we built my idea. And originally, we realized like the the barrier to entry on like getting people to download an app 
is extremely high. So we switched to a chat bot. And then, like, mm. now you have people. I mean, we had 150 users on our first day. Wow. You wow. know what I mean? And it was, like, one of those things where. How did you promote that? How did you promote to get 150? Yeah, honestly, I just sunk $50 into Facebook ads. Okay. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. It worked out. It got us like the traction we did. We got a lot of feedback that way too. But then we like part of the startup bus isn't just about validating your product with users, but also because like in this mm -hmm. case, we're not making money off the users. What we were trying to make money off of was like, for example, suppose you had like an Italian restaurant and you have a steakhouse. They might not realize they're in direct competition. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you have like this chat bot talking to a group of seven people and they decided on the Italian place and they both voted the same way for both restaurants, you might want to know why they chose that Italian place over the steakhouse, even though it had the same number of votes. Wow. You see uh, what I mean? And so it's like Italian. Oh, Pasquale's Kitchen. Uh, Olga's <clears> Kitchen. <throat> uh, massage Parlor. What's that on here for? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just want to make that joke. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. But, you know, like those are the insights we were doing. So, like, as a part of, like, it's great we got 150 users in the first 24 hours, like, instantly, right? Yeah. But what was really cool was when you can also say, like, hey, I have a letter of intent from three or four restaurants saying mm -hmm. that when we can start producing these kinds of insights that they'd be interested in purchasing them. Or, you know, in my case, uh, I kind of was like hacker and influencer. I knew somebody who knew who owns 250 quick serve restaurants. And mm -hmm. so you get a letter of intent from somebody who owns 250 restaurants. And now you're like, wow, this idea might really have wheels. And what's wild is that every single idea on the bus, because they're like fighting for it so hard, because they believe in their idea so much during that bus ride and even after, right? Everyone is able to pull off these kinds of letters of intent. Everyone's able to find like a network where they can get that product validation and determine what they need to do for the next step. It is crazy. Like, nice. like I said, everybody goes onto this bus with all the stuff pitted against them and then they still find ways to succeed. <laughs> you know? Now, now you tell me before that the bus is making stops at several places. Mm. Where, where are they stopping? Yeah, so the stops, so there are like three kinds of stops. The first ones are rest stops because the first rule of the startup bus is you don't number two on the bus. It's the first <laughs> rule of any bus. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So they're rest stops because we need our riders to not break rule number one. Right. Then By stepping to rule number two. Gotcha. Yeah. And then the second kind of stop is at like various maker spaces or various co-working spaces because a lot of people uh, come from kind of like a professional background and they don't realize like how much stuff gets done at makerspaces. They don't realize how many people you can meet at co-working spaces. And when they're building their ideas, they don't realize like, you know, talent isn't just in Silicon Valley. It's at all of these kinds of innovative, wow. disruptive places. And so you take these people on this journey where they're going and they're not just going to like these co-working spaces, but they're pitching to those people. And they're getting extremely productive feedback from these people who, you know, are just anyone in the country. And then it kind of like changes their perspective on what it means to be disruptive, what it means to be an entrepreneur and where you need to be in life to do it. They mm -hmm. realize that I can do this literally anywhere in the country. 
right? So that's really cool. And then the third one is pitch events. So these are events that might happen at like a brewery or, you know, like at a restaurant's upper floor or what have you, where we get people who are business owners who also have done investments in the past. Maybe there's an angels list investor there. Who knows? And we go in and we basically let them pitch their ideas and they get like a proper pitch kind of shark tanked by whatever the crowd is. Right. So it's really cool. Those are like the three main kinds of stops. Right. And now some people might, you know, be listening to this, but like, hey, you guys talk about mostly media stuff. Why are you talking about hackathons? And uh, well, it's entrepreneur. You have to have an entrepreneur mindset. And, you know, it's it's no different. You 100%. have to be able to make a pitch wherever you are. And you might not knowing, you might not even know you're making a pitch. Especially with media content. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to do it. You have to look at everything you're doing as putting your best foot forward to build your own brand up. Right. And like, that's a massive part of it. Like you're meeting people, you discover things you might have in common and you're pitching what you do and they're pitching what you do and you never what they do. And you never know where those lines cross and what you can do to Mm -hmm. help each other. So like on the startup bus last year, we get on and we're creating our app, like we're creating our app and then we're creating our chat bot and we're doing this and it's a chat bot. What is a chat bot? So it's like you go on Facebook Mm -hmm. and you like message Uber, for example, and you can schedule getting a ride on Uber by just chatting with the bot. I did not know that. You see what I mean? It's so like, that's what a chatbot do- does. It's just something you talk to. It parses what you're saying and it says, okay, I think this is the right way to whenever respond. I know I'm talking, whenever I know I'm talking to a bot, I, I just say the most inappropriate things to see how it responds. <laughs> I, do, I do the same thing, but my Amex bot decided that it didn't right. want to do that. What was it <laughs> called? Smart bot or something? It was oh, just no, Smarter Child from, uh, do you remember like, AOL Instant Messenger, yes. Smarter Child. Yeah. Oh, I man, mean, bring back Smarter there's Child. There's so many stuff like that where you just start typing in music lyrics and see if it knows the song. They all know Rickroll, by the way, so yeah. no. <laughs> no, so, like, the thing is, is, uh, you know, you go on, and, like, we have a chatbot. How much designing do you think you can do with a chatbot? How much media production do you think you can do with a chatbot? There's no stopping. Well, okay, the, the, you the, say that. It's one of those things where it, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, how do you know when you're done? And it's one of those things where you don't know when you're done, I assume, because, you know, all the pre-programs. What if someone asks, you know, this chatbot for a date? How is it going to react? No, 100%. And that's exactly it. So there are multiple mm-hmm. aspects to it. We had a designer on our team, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, mostly focused on visual type stuff. But so he did all of our branding. He did all of that kind of stuff, which is important. That's all media production right content Mm -hmm. a but then b it's just like you said it's like okay well i asked it this question and it gave me the most cold response i could like i'm dying my soul's just dying (laughs) inside right and so we'd be like oh man you're right and so even that alone like it's just amazing in technology and entrepreneurship how much space there is to just kind of get involved from a designer or media aspect of it. And then there's the whole, how do you actually promote this thing? Like when we did ad campaigns on Facebook to get our users on the first right. day, like our designer was going ham. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's making things happen. When it came to our pitch deck, we had one of the sexiest pitch decks. And it's purely because he was so meticulous about everything that was going on in that deck. You know, wow. how do you like prepare for this? Oh, prepare for the startup bus. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny because a similar question is, how do I know if I'm ready? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, 
the answer to how do I know if you're ready if I'm ready is even if you thought you were ready now, you'll leave the experience thinking that next time you'd be more ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're never actually fully ready. And so then you say, okay, well, if I'm never fully ready, how do I prepare? And usually the way I say it is you want to make sure you have really comfortable clothing and, you know, prepared for almost any kind of weather. You have to imagine like we just had snow this morning and (laughs) Uh, now in three days we're going to be in New Orleans. Right. Right. So you have to be prepared for weather and you have to bring your battle station. And in this case, a battle station is your laptop. It's all of the software you need in order to be able to create things because even influencers need something to work with whether it's like even for them maybe it's just excel and lots of phone calls whatever but you know what so you only have so much space on this bus so are there like hey everyone can only bring one bag and a laptop is there any like things like that so there is cargo under the bus which is great so you can like throw it's like check-in right you throw that in and then you've got your backpack usually is what we Mm -hmm. recommend people do um It depends on the bus, too. Like the Ohio bus, for example, is a maker bus. So we urge like we'd urge people to say, like, okay, you want to do anything with electronics, like bring all your electronics, bring Arduinos, bring whatever you need, bring a 3D printer if you need it. Like, you know, all of it, because if you need to do it, you're going to want it there kind of thing. I'd have to bring a studio. Great. Cool. <laughs> you'd be amazed, like, when you were forced to downsize as much as possible, mm-hmm. you'd be amazed. Like, I bet you could get it down to a couple of really nice microphones and maybe these stands and cargo and your camera. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely. I'd even go down to a webcam, but that's me. Yeah. Or a cell well, phone. You can, get, you can get some really good webcams and cell phone cameras. I think we got oh, oh, my cell phone camera. We got, like, yes, a, you could take this guy. Yeah. <laughs> is that one even a good webcam? I don't know if it's a good webcam, but bad. it is a camera. That's not bad. So it's really funny. There's one video on, uh, I think, yeah, so we have a startup bus YouTube, but there are like a ton of videos and most of them are pretty old. But one of the videos I remember seeing is really funny because one of the things we'll do is we'll just pull up to like a random mall. Mm-hmm. And we'll just be like, yeah, go talk to your users <laughs> and to like go just field questions. And wow. you know, like four <laughs> years ago. And, and that's technically, you know, soliciting. Uh, kind of. It's more of a yeah, just mal- like, malls frown upon that, but it's interesting. It's but you so could do it, but it but so well. we're doing it more to field the market than we exactly. are to like actually right. get them because usually they don't have their product built. So for example, like four years ago, the video that I'm talking about, this group created a web app that would let you customize cereal, and then they would literally mm. make it and ship it to you. Nice. Right? And so it's this, like, really cool idea. It's pretty goofy. It's fun. And so there's just this video of this guy, like, at a pier, and he's just cold approaching people, like, hey, do you eat cereal? (laughs) You mind if I ask you questions? And, like, you just get such a range of responses. Like, some people look at you weird, maybe think you're homeless because you've been riding on a bus (laughs) for two days, and then, like, walk away quickly. Others are like, yeah, you eat cereal? Let's talk about cereal. Like, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's pretty great. I'm sorry, did you just say you're a cereal killer? Yeah, right. With a C. With a C. Suddenly the psycho music starts playing, and it's like, bump. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst psycho impression ever. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's wrong with my pipes? Yeah, right? (laughs) Why is all this syrup here now? Oh, (laughs) that was the original. Oh, what a... 
Man, that movie's been parodied so many times. And, and, and one of the things when you come up with ideas, sometimes it's hard to know if you came up with it or you copied it from somewhere. Is that something mm. that is a common thing upon the bus? Like so, I'm bitching, like you know, there's four other companies that do that, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's a fantastic question because it does happen. Um, while you're on the bus, you do need to try to do as much research as you can determining who else is already in the market. And you need to see where they're at in the market. And that's part of the game. That's part of entrepreneurship, right? So, for example, if I told you that I wanted to get into, and here's a cool idea, but, like, suppose you did VR for helping treat people with phobias, mm-hmm. right? That's a very intuitive space because you get into VR, right? And you've got to do all sorts of really cool things in VR to help treat a phobia. The video version is different than the audio version, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) He's like got this. I'm going to describe it for the people in audio. You know, you got this guy. He's kind of like looking around with a headset on. It's not powered with anything. It's literally dark. Poor thing. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, um, no, so like suppose you did VR for treating phobias, right? Yeah. Um, when you look at that as an idea, you'd say, okay, well, who's doing this before? Well, I've researched that market, and when I looked into it like a year ago, there were only a couple of people who were like doctors at university looking at whether or not it was viable, and they did it like seven years ago. So like you have to look and you say, well, are they actually competitors in the space or not? Or are there certain or they competitors just look in the into space it and then drop out? Exactly. Or maybe they just watched uh, Sword Art Online on the second season where they sort of did <laughs> yeah. a uh, storyline on that. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. So then there's like that aspect of it. So you like you might find people that kind of did it and dropped out. The other thing you might find is that you don't have competition, but you have people who did tackle it as a business, maybe survived for a year or two, and then they failed. And then that begs the question like, hey, you know, I'm pursuing this idea that failed. Why should I still be pursuing it if someone else already tried and failed? You know what I mean? Like, is there actually long-term value here? Is it viable as a business? And oftentimes that comes down to a question of, well, what can I do different? What can I do better? What can I do more correctly than they did? Or is it just a matter of they didn't have the passion? And And also it's been seven years. What's changed in technology? Right. Or sometimes it's been only one year, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last one is, oh, shit, there are competitors in the space. What are Mm -hmm. my differentiators? Like, what makes me different? Why Mm -hmm. is it worth pursuing it if they're already in the space? They already have a leading advantage because they're already there. What makes me different enough to the point where I'm going to succeed? And that's when you have to start getting really honest with yourself. Like, can I actually be different enough? Is this still worth pursuing? Am I going into a space? What's their market share? Are they bleeding it? Do people like their product? Like all these kinds of things go into. And it's very stressful. You've just gone three days with barely any sleep on a bus and you're asking yourself all these questions. You're probably pulling your hair out or somebody is. Yeah. So like to give you an idea um, (coughs) on my bus, there is a group. And this is also when you start learning about your personality and how you take feedback Because there's one group and they were trying to create like a business card app. And Mm. I told them so many times like this has been done before and it never worked. Like people don't do it. They still use traditional business cards. You can't Mm. get away from it. It stinks. It's happened many times. I hate to be a naysayer, but like I gave them three examples. Oh, yeah. I used to go to uh, these little business. 
business meetings. It was uh, um, like bunk? when the local cities, when the uh, not, uh, what's it, uh, when the conference, what are they call uh, city conference, whatever things. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, like town halls or something. Well, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an actual conference uh, organization. There's chamber of commerce. chamber of conference. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the uh, chamber of conferences in this area, and he goes to a bunch of the business organizations. He's, he just comes up, like, oh yeah, one of my things is digital uh, business cards, and he just has you know uh, soft light and a camera, and he does it for everyone for free. I mean, that's not his main business, but he does it. Even though, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. This is almost useless for me. But it's really cool. It's really cool. It is really cool. But, one, you could do it yourself. Right. And you're right. A lot of people have tried it. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that, like, this team, they still felt that they could have differentiators, and so they pursued it, and then they, Mm -hmm. like, after pursuing it, found a company that also tried all their differentiators. Oh, wow. You see? So like, And, like, this is all part of the experience because at the end of the day, they still didn't fail. Well, we put Snapchat filters on it. Yep, they did that too. Yeah, right? No, exactly. Well, that's the thing, though. But then when you look at it, the way the bus works, you know, they still pivoted on the third day and came up with, like, the idea of adding social, like, networking. Not networking, like, just, like, social, like, a whole social platform to it. So they're like, what if it were like LinkedIn, except it gets you closer to your information and it was more focused on hiding and showing information to exact number of people? You know what I mean? So it's almost like, you know, at Quicken, we have SIFT, right? It'd almost be like Mm -hmm. SIFT, but more public, except you can retract and allow permission on the fly. What SIFT is, for those that don't know, SIFT is is, uh, uh, in in company uh profiling system it, it's 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 like facebook for your company and, and sift is used by a bunch of companies that are right so imagine thing. facebook for your company except yeah. now you can actually show people things like your personal phone number and you can mm-hmm. make like they can request that access and you can choose to reject or accept it instantly okay. and i think that was a good pivot on their part you see what i mean so like mm-hmm. even people who experience these extremely difficult like challenges and they discover like, oh man, my idea has already been done or, oh man, my differentiators aren't actually differentiators, whatever. They learn how to pivot and they learn how to make it happen anyways. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 My social media platform is different because um, you can wear wigs. Oh wait, there's one already like that. Okay. Um, um, we You can only communicate with movie quotes. Wait, we all already do that. Oh, great. We do. Uh, what? Uh, is there yeah. like a stat on that where like it just turns out that everything we say also happens to have been said in a movie? Yeah, about uh, 80%. <laughs> just like about uh, 65% of all percentages are made up on the spot. Oh, um, okay. I really wish I had a good movie quote right there, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of one. Yeah. <laughs> it had me at maybe? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably a movie movie quote, baby. <laughs> there you go. Maybe dot, baby. Dot, dot, maybe dot dot dot. There you go. Maybe baby, you'll be true. Maybe. I think there's an actual word for the dot dot dot. I just don't. Know. Ellipsis. Oh, there Ellipsis, you go. Ellipses. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I that was drilled in my head in, in one of my writing classes. Yeah. Um, I think that's one reason you might have noticed on my Facebook posts that I love the ellipsis. <laughs> I use it a lot. Mm. Well, I was also trained in one of my writing this. courses. Oh, you've already noticed that? No, 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 not this. Not knew this about you. I was going to say I knew this one person that I used to work with, mm-hmm. and she would put them on all her emails at, like, the most random places. And be like, well, I'm really hoping that this goes well. Mm. And then it's like that would have been 
even a great sentence if you didn't put an ellipsis. <laughs> now I'm worried. Because people <laughs> translate it differently. And one and at some point, I started using it because I would write as I talk um, or just leave. Because they're pauses. Uh, I use them as com- as um, as commas sometimes, which is incorrect in most people's heads. Which yeah, is why everyone interprets it differently. It's tough. Right. Why well, I used to write? Why well, I used to write for um, um, for pitches and for mm. commenting and for voiceovers? You don't use a comma. You use ellipsis because it's it's just a more obvious pause. I see. That's interesting. That's yeah. I can totally see that, especially huh. I yeah, and now you'll way. never think ellipsis the same way ever again. No, I, I guess not. No. You've just disrupted my whole understanding. My mind's been blown. All right. Uh, well, do you have the sheet of what we're going to... We have so many conventions and events <clears throat> coming up. We actually wrote a sheet down. We did, and I, I think it's in the other room. But uh, I think this will be out after LTU. Yeah, this will so, be out right after we go to LTU uh, Anime uh, Con and Gaming Con. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Will this be out after Penguin Con? No, this will be before Penguin Con. Peng, uh, Penguin Con. Yeah. I don't, is it, yeah, because someone will yell at you if you mispronounce it. But it's ping, I believe it's Penguin Con. Yeah. Uh, they <clears throat> are May 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I'm waiting for the joke on May 4th when I go to get my badge. They did that on purpose. Yeah, I know they, they did. I was uh, when, in when, that meeting. When, when I saw that it was May 4th, I was like, you know they're going to hand out badges saying May the 4th be with you. Yeah, they did I mean, them. you have to. Yes, you do. And they are playing Star Wars movie that day, too. I saw Ooh. that, too. It's yeah. like one of the first movies, I think. It's, I could be wrong. Um, um, I know it's not Rogue One because they played. They actually played Rogue One last year. Uh, yeah, so I, I think well, it's I the newest one. I think it's going to be, uh, I think they're playing The Last Jedi. No, I meant it's like one of the first movies that they play as a Star Wars. Oh, it's yeah, because we Wars did that movies. last year. Yeah. Um, I say we, even though I'm not working with PinguaCon this year. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we both, we, we're both we doing uh, several programs. Um uh, I know yep. what. Um, so, just real quick for PinguinCon, uh, we're doing two meat layer sandwiches uh, things. We're going to do yep. how to set up a video podcast, and we're also going to interview Mark, Mark O'Shire. I think Mark, is his name. Yep, uh, he's an author. Uh, check him out. And we're also going to. I'm also going to do a couple of YouTube uh, panels, and yep, you're going to do. Gonna, a lo- I'm going to show how to take photos in bad light without using a flash, and. Huh. Um, because I have problems with Flash, and there are other people that do too. Oh yeah, especially yep. you got those people. You know, we've been in dark rooms, or where there's like a music concert or, or something mm. going on, and someone has a bright flash, it just blinds everyone and ruins, <laughs> yep. ruins the mood, everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna do basic home repair. So, very right. cool. And after that, we have. Uh, Downriver Comic Con, which is in June. Yes, Downriver Comic Con, and then June second, June and third, June second and third, and then we have Motor City Steam Con, which is in July. Yeah, it's in July. You don't. We don't have a date right now, do we? Well, I, I I wrote it down. I you just wrote it down. Yeah. Well, if you look up Motor City uh, Steam 
Motor, yeah, because it's not steampunk. It's more to say steamcon, but it is steampunk themed. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, I believe we're doing three programs, and we may also be helping out with other podcasts while there as well. Oh, um, and we're all we're all over the place. You can always uh, check our individual websites, such mm-hmm. as William from AllAboutWilliam.com and Toten.com and MediaLitterSandwich.com. Uh, Jay, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, yeah, so I guess if we're going to ca- talk about media, if you want to yes. follow the Startup Bus and see what's going on, uh, there's StartupBus.com. We have, we're on Facebook as well, just Startup Bus. And uh, we're on Twitter as just Startup Bus. So uh, be sure to hit us up there. Um, I think that this is probably going to be like right before, like by the time this airs, I think it'll be right before right. Uh, the Startup Bus actually rolls. But if you're interested, just tweet at us. And, you know, because maybe you're crazy enough to join like the day of. (laughs) Well, you said they're looking for more participants. Yeah. So we are looking for more participants. We always are just because you never know who you're going to run into. It's one of those things where we kind of like are constantly looking. And if it makes sense, it's a great thing to do. So. Right. And you don't have to be a developer to be part of this. No, you don't. I mean, even if. Like, so to give you an idea, last year, the winning team, they came up with this thing called Yetigram. Uh, they were all performers and they had two developers on their team. And the idea nice. was that you would send a performer to someone as like a telegram or whatever mm-hmm. you would back in the day and they would perform something. So they would dress up as like Marilyn Monroe and then do this like super sexy, like sweet, awesome singing. Right. Right. Or they dress up as cool. like a renaissance person exactly. to, to deliver a thing from Budweiser telling you. <laughs> that you can't name your beer dilly dilly. No, exactly. Like you do any of these kinds of things, and, and yes, I did they happen. created a platform for it, and they won last year. Nice. So, like, this was a team that had primarily designer or art or production type folks, and they pushed to a victory. So, you really don't have to be a developer. You just have to think outside the bus, be excited to pivot, and experience think outside a the bus. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Sometimes it's a little smoky. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, that's all from me, though. Unless you have anything else to ask me. But I've had a blast here, so thank you guys both. <laughs> like, I really appreciate the time you've given me. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. Definitely. Oh, man. Well, again, you can find... Uh, so. Where they can where can they find you at? So startupbus.com and then startup bus on Twitter or Facebook. Okay. Yep. So you're representing Startup Bus now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thought maybe you want to give out a personal Twitter or something like that. Oh, I know you, me. Yeah, because oh. I know you have other projects that you are working on. We didn't talk on everything, but I know oh, you have some man. that you have coming up. Yes. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's, uh, I believe, oh man, maybe you're going to have to correct this like a caption. <laughs> it's terrible, but I believe it's JD Bird. So J A Y D B Y R D. Okay. Um, and I'll put in the description. Yeah. Make sure I'll just give you my description. Yeah, email, email me. I'll put in the description. Yeah. That sounds better. I'm like terrible at this, as you can tell. <laughs> no. All right, and once again, William's at allaboutwilliam.com. I'm at toden.com, youtube.com slash toden K, where you can see the videos of these podcasts. And of course, you can always refer back to any episode at medialitersandwich.com. And we are on plenty of podcast apps, you know, including Podknife, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Podbean. I could go on iTunes, 
a bunch of them. Um, not all of them, but we're on a bunch of them. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Oh, we've been sponsored. We were sponsored by Turtle Trinkets. We did talk yep. about Turtle... Wait, did we talk about Turtle Trinkets? We did. Well... You know, no, we talked before we were recording. Uh, Turtle Trinkets, they're awesome. They're, again, today's sponsor. Uh, mm. they're, they don't sell anything on their Facebook, but they have spinners. They have necklaces, all sorts of pop culture things. They're all around the Toledo area, Detroit area. They're at conventions all the time. Look up uh, Turtle Trinkets on Facebook. Seriously, nothing but love to Dave. Check them out. You never know what they're going to have over there. Uh, he does come up with some nice random things. Oh, dude, he's he's been pushing buttons on his Facebook recently, some really cool ones. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I, I could just see people, someone on the startup bus jumping into, like, a, a trade show and just grab a bunch of stuff from Turtle Trinkets just to throw around so you have something to look at or <laughs> just random we'll things. we have to look into them. No, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Turtle Trinkets, uh, and, you know, we will see you probably at the next con. I know we're going to see you guys real soon. Yep. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed our conversation and may the algorithms be in your favor.